I'm Keith. And I'm John. And this is Lamadiddle. Your somewhat reliable source of information for most things, Keith. That's right. Most you like things. that dramatic pause, yeah, I know, man? I did like that. That was awesome, man. I just I'm want to take just a second policy. to thank everybody for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate you guys. And Heck we love yeah, you. man. We love y'all. Thank you for listening. I mean, we do it for y'all. We have fun doing it anyway. But, uh, man, we love it when you guys get a kick out of it. And if you're not listening on your favorite podcast app right now, go to your favorite podcast app and click the follow or subscribe button. Please do. And if you listen to us on Facebook, Facebook is such a hassle. We're trying to get this thing working right. But if you see anything that says Flumadiddle Podcast is back, click to play or whatever, just click on it and listen. You'll enjoy it. And we do have a lot of Facebook listeners. So if you are listening on Facebook, we're going to do something for about a month. We're okay. going to do a contest. See, Keith, I had no idea about that. Keith's throwing stuff throwing up there, it out man. there, man. He's just, throwing his podcast I'm, in the air like he just don't care. I'm going rogue. Rogue. <laughs> there you go. So if you're listening on Facebook, it'd be real easy for you to do this. We're going to give away a t-shirt. I just do it. And I so just do it. I'm going to let that go over for about a month over like the next four episodes. Right. So just uh, share on your timeline the episode. And if you do that, you'll get an entry, in, entry for the t-shirt giveaway. All right, Keith, you ready for me to tell them about Marlene? Yes, tell them about Marlene. All right, so this awesome lady named Marlene has widowslink.org, I believe it is. And so it's a ministry to widows. Um, It's a grief support kind of situation. And her major thing each year is a cruise for the widows, Keith. And we know that um, a lot of those are financially strapped or financially unable to do this but would love to. So we've got a GoFundMe account. Right, they're on fixed incomes. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a GoFundMe, and we want to support about five widows hopefully to go on this grief support cruise that would be great so help us out um go go to gofundme.com and search for flumadiddle and uh like give us a bunch of money man well it's really not gonna go to us so don't give us anything but give marlene and the widows money this will when we talk to marlene about this this will make we'll make sure this directly goes to funding scholarships for widows right all right, Keith, so we're ready to start this podcast. Absolutely. What are we talking about today, John? Keith, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, ask me. What is the most common vehicle in the entire world, Keith? The bicycle. The bicycle, dude. Yes. Who, I mean, who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? I know. The most common vehicle the in the world. The most common vehicle in the whole wide W-O-R-L-D. And everybody has experience with a bicycle. Just about everybody. I it's say just everybody. like riding a bicycle, man. Yeah, I know. There's even a phrase. Exactly. Like riding a bicycle. Keith, I'm going to give you a little quiz, man. All right. Because I don't even know if I remember. I do, actually. Do you know what the most popular, Keith, the most popular bicycle in the entire world with at least, oh, I, oh, I bet you I do, do know, Keith. yeah. I just thought I'd hit them with that first, you know. All right, so it's the Chinese flying pigeon. The flying pigeon. I know. I like the name. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because when you're riding your bicycle, you make pigeons fly? You exactly. Ride through, whoosh, yeah, you you're know? riding through, like, Beijing. You're yeah. having to scrape the freaking smog off your teeth because the air is so thick there. I've never and, been there. Well, it's the, apparently the most pollu- polluted city in the world. Is it? I, yes, I, I it thought is. Mexico City was. Oh, Mexico City just wishes it could be as polluted as Beijing. <laughs> I bet it don't. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, the, the Flying Pigeon. The man. Flying Pigeon, man. Also a good band name, probably. So, anyway, is it, yeah, there you go. So, interestingly enough, do you? I, I think you know probably what the third most, uh, like, biggest... Vehicle with the most units is. 
What would that be? Vehicle? A vehicle okay. of any kind with the most. So not like brand of bicycle. Vehicle. Correct. Okay. Um, the third most. Is it? Is it the uh, car? Well, it's a specific car. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant what type. No, no. Cars are second. And I, no, I did not guess that just for the audience. He was pointing towards something. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's a specific uh, yeah, the, vehicle. The, okay. The Toyota Corolla. The Toyota Corolla. And so that's, is that the third most popular car? The third car? most, Keith. Do you know what this, no, the third most popular vehicle. Vehicle. Okay. That's the most the popular car most, though, right? Correct. So just compare that for a second. About 500 million, million. of the flying pigeons sold and only about 30 million Toyota Corollas sold. Isn't that crazy? That tells you how popular bicycles are. So guess what's next, Keith? What's the that? second one? What's the second? The Honda Cub. Oh it's really? It's a motorcycle of sorts. Oh, a motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. I got you. All right. Motorcycle exactly. in wintertime. Exactly. Motorcycle. Exactly. All right. All right. So we'll jump back on track. I skipped ahead there, but I wanted the people to just kind of get a grasp of how huge the freaking bicycle is. Dude. Okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. What you got, man? We're gonna talk about the history of the bicycle. Okay. Everybody's got experience. How to start with out, it. man? Well. You tell me. When you I was, think, you really, you would think this thing would be really, really old. It's, it's not, really not. It's a couple really hundred not. years old, yeah. one hundred fifty years old. You know, something like that. I mean, I thought like Leonardo da Vinci probably would have came up with one well, of these. You know <laughs> what I mean? Actually, the first one, the first two wheel inline vehicle, looked like something that Leonardo would have come up with. It was some German invention, I think. The dandy or, horse. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. That's like a precursor to it's the a bicycle. It's a precursor yeah. to the modern bicycle. So you, exactly. you set that you set on that thing a stride instead of straddled, right? Okay. You, and you moved you moved it with your legs. With your feet, yeah, yeah. exactly. So so was it looked Fred like Flintstone's, a or something. Was Fred Flintstone's vehicle a dandy horse? It was a He moved it with his feet. He did. It was some it was a cross between an automobile and a dandy, dandy horse. horse. Yeah. It was a dandy mobile. I would not want. I would not want <laughs> uh, to ride on or in anything called a dandy mobile. I'm just saying. No, I wouldn't a dandy either. Horse, yeah. I wouldn't either. Well, what you got next on there, Keith? We're moving forward a little bit in the evolution of the inline two wheeled vehicle. What so you got next? What was the first mechanically propelled? Well, bicycle. The Velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, the Velocipede. Which is like a raptor and a centipede. Exactly. That that would be a scary beast. Yeah, that would be super scary, dude. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, dude. A Velocipede? Yeah. Like, if that was like a Velociraptor and a centipede? That'd be awesome. That's scary. It'd have like 100 legs. That seems like something you see on the Sci-Fi channel or something. I think it is. I think there's a new show. It comes out on Netflix next year. Velocipede. The Velocipede. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that was in, uh, what, 1839 by a Scottish inventor? That's what they say. That's what they say. Kirkpatrick McMillan. Hey, interestingly enough. But that was disputed, though, right? Whether it is he actually invented that or not. But he claimed he did, anyway. Well, his name is also associated, did you know, Keith, with the first recorded instance of a cyclic or a cycling traffic offense. I did I did come across that, yes. That's but so I, funny. I don't remember what it was. I love how it reads. Let me just tell you. He hit somebody, didn't he? He, he did, Keith. In 1842, an accident in which an anonymous gentleman from Dumfriesshire bestride a velocipede of ingenious design. Yeah. Knocked over a little girl in Glasgow and was fined five shillings. Yeah. Don't be running into little Glasgowian girls with your so that's velocipede. Probably, that's probably where he came up with this thing. He's like... It's like, who cares if I hit a little girl? I invented this thing. Exactly. And that's, I'm the man. that's where it started. But now we're moving on forward, right, from there. So what you got next, Keith? So I guess um, probably the first one invented that was put into production would be a, an important one, right? Absolutely. So that would be uh, in the 1860s. 1860s. Pierre 
how do you say his name? Michaud. Pierre Michaud. Michaud. Oh, I see. Michaud hey, yeah. and Pierre, Pierre Lallemont. Lallemont. Okay, yeah. yeah. All that's right. good French, right? That's getting close to it. The French. I don't know if the French like us, but that's, hey. That's Alabama. We appreciate French. all you Irish folks that love us. We do. There's an Irish tie in here, by the way. Oh, is it? Awesome. Yeah, there We're going to get there. We'll get there. Well, Keith, tell us what that um, the, the uh, Pierre's squared brought to the new uh, bicycle situation. Do you remember? Mm, I don't. What, what well, do you I'm got? gonna tell you, Keith. They added a mechanical crank with pedals. Yeah, that's right. And an enlarged front wheel. So you got a crank, right? That's so the big thing. So this is still the the bike with the huge front wheel but that the front you see wheel, like in the old pictures, right? Well, not quite as big as that, but still similar. But now you're not bestride and you're not like pushing it with your feet. You've actually got a mechanical crank. Man, that's right. a big part, right? Those pedals. Man, especially the metal pedals with the nubby things on it that you can rake all the meat off your shins with when you're about nine years old. Oh, I know. You got to have those, dude. That's not a bike without that. So not long after that, though, a guy, Thomas McCall, he invented a rear-wheel driven one in 1969, right? Well, that's what you're telling me, so I'm going to take your word for it, Keith. <laughs> and then Eugene Meyer in Paris, he added the wire-spoke wheels, which makes the wheel a whole lot more stable. Right now we're coming along. Mm-hmm. Now, and then, I mean, it's an evolution, right? It is. Yeah, it's like, coming along as most inventions are. Absolutely. People build upon other people. Absolutely, upon the shoulders of giants we stand, Keith. That's right. Trial and error, man. That's Trial actually. I, I listened to another podcast recently, and they said that you know that's the human way of learning is trial and error. Absolutely. He was actually talking about existential risk. Have you ever heard of that? Right. And he was saying that like. We would fail at those. If there's an existential risk actually coming, we'd all die because humans learn by trial and error, and there is no trial and error with the existential risk. If it happens, you're dead. Right. There's no bad. getting it wrong. Yeah. Right. So let's hope there's not a major asteroid coming our way. You know? Exactly. Or you know what? Let's learn from there's our no trial and error. You don't, you don't defeat the asteroid. It kills everybody. Right. Right. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad news. Yeah. Well, if it hits, man. Oh, well. No oh, more bicycles, Keith. It's going up to glory. Carry on, brother. Yep. All right, so... Who's next on this... J.K. Starley? plethora of fabulous bicycle evolutionary inventors here. J.K. J.K. Starley? Yeah. He was All an right. Englishman. Uh, he invented the chain drive and made it smaller and moved the back, the seat back. So we got chains and gears So it's now. getting kind of closer to what we know as a bike, As right? the modern bicycle, Keith. Called not the not quite there. Not quite. But almost. We're he he invented one that was close to it. It was deemed the safety bike. The safety bike. Because it was you didn't have to climb up on that big old huge thing, right? That's it. I didn't know his name, Keith, but that is usually considered the first modern bicycle. Rear-wheel drive, chain-driven, two similar-sized wheels. Well, now I read, though, that the one that was more uh, – that was manufactured – like based on that design is actually considered the modern right after that 1888 yeah, they the added the pneumatic yeah. tires so yeah. they took his design and they like and mass they added, it. yes yeah. and put the tires on it and boom. Right. now yeah. you got it so about 1886 to 1888 you got the modern bicycle let me ask you this i thought about this you got these bikes that are real high tall and all that right and then you got this one that's lower to the ground that's safer and they call it the safety bike right so was it oh. was it less was it less manly to ride a safety bike i mean like if you were riding this big old huge big wheel bike and you thought highly of yourself and all that and then you see this guy who's riding on a little small bike i mean would you be like 
ha ha ha, you and your little small. Pickers. I just can't imagine how impractical that is. That big old wheel. I know it you is. You know, like on American Pickers. I just kind of wonder what the culture was like, though. You know. Yeah, that I don't know. But you know, on American Pickers, the one dude. What's the skinny dude's name? Frank or is Frank the fat guy? I can't remember. I've seen it before. Frank and remember. Mike, isn't that them? Yeah. Well, anyway, you know, he's a big bike collector guy. Right. And they were telling stories about bicycles one time and talked about, man, how dangerous those big ones were. Yeah. I mean, you're like a split second away from a face plant. Oh, I know. Always. They're huge. I got on top of one in the Smithsonian. Really? When I went to Washington, yeah. Oh, they how have tall was that thing, really? It's up there, man. It's, it's like a few yeah. feet in the air, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I got on like the tallest one or not, but I got on the one that's in so the So was the tire like as tall? Was the diameter of the tire as tall as you are? It's a big old tire. They actually had steps going up to get on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's not very practical. No, it's not. I'm going with the safety bike. Yeah, I like the safety bike. It's similar to the safety dance. Is it? You remember that? You mm. remember that song? No. Back in the 80s, the safety dance. We can kid. dance if we want to. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember when he started singing. And if you don't dance in there, no friend of mine. All right. I like that. We song. digress. That's a good song. That's, that's all right, man. I like it. So, like you said, the pneumatic tire was at it. The pneumatic soon tire key. In 88. So, the Rover came Keith, about in 85. Uh, okay, but we're going to pause for just one moment, Keith. Our okay, word, word for the for day, day pneumatic. Pneumatic. Keith, interestingly enough, Let's have a little lesson in Greek. Okay. Do you know that the that idea or that word pneumatic comes from the Greek word pneuma, which means spirit. Really? Breath, wind, air. So, All of that's the same word. Yeah. Pneumonia. That makes sense. pneumonia. Pneumatic. Yeah. It's like you have ammonia of the spirit. Exactly. <laughs> whatever exactly. Mo- whatever ammonia is. <laughs> whatever ammonia. It's like I'm ammonia like a duck on a gym bug. Okay. With the elbow to the head. All right, we digress. <laughs> I got so. All right, so people are riding this bike thing, Keith. They are, and it's getting popular. The dick on bike thing. So, what about um, the pneumatic tire? It was added by a Scotman, John Boyd. A Scotsman. Yeah, Scotsman. <laughs> a Scotman. Scotman. <laughs> and uh, well, it by was the only way, one man, so it was a Scotsman, hello, not a Scotsman. To all our Glasgowian listeners, our Scottish Highlanders, and wherever you may be. So is Scotsman the plural of Scotman? Yeah. Scotman is just one. <laughs> this is one dude. This is one dude from Scotland. All right. So anyway, his name was John Boyd Dunlop. That's what he said. Or is it Dunlap? Dunlop. Lop. And so he created a tire, right? So he Yeah, we still got Dunlop tires, but I'm pretty sure that um, John Boyd Dunlop's, he's he's not on this mortal coil anymore. Probably not. Since All right. that was 1888. So next thing you know, if you got a vehicle, you got to race it, don't you? Heck yeah, man! You got to race it. So who raced I'd, it? I'd like. I'll tell you who. I don't know, but you're going to tell me in a second. But I'd like to see them racing those big old tires, like the last one to get his face smashed in wins. Oh, that would be so much more fun to see a race in those. <laughs> we should start. Be that. like freaking that's Talladega. A, that's a flumadiddle <laughs> event right there, man. Dude, high wheel. Are they called high wheelers? Something like I that. I guess. Do they still manufacture them anywhere? I don't think so. But if you've got a high wheeler and you can bring it to. Uh, an undisclosed or a yet to be disclosed location yeah, in Alabama. Yet to be determined. Man, we might could have a race. Yes, we're gonna do it. Fun middle event, high wheel bicycle race. That's gonna be so much fun. You know what I think would be everybody real. has to sign a waiver before they start. <laughs> <laughs> a high wheel bike race. That's awesome, dude. Okay. That's some flumadiddle right there. Anyway, Willie Hume was his name. Will, okay, Willie Hume. And he was the captain of the Belfast Cruiser Cycling cousin. Club in Ireland. And he won the first race in Ireland. 
Really? Yeah. So the Dunlop, man, look at that. What about some Irish tires? So the first bicycle races with the Dunlop tire mm-hmm. happened in Belfast. Yep. Well, what he was it? part of the Belfast. Or he was part Cruiser of the Belfast Cycle Cruisers Club. Club. It was one and none yeah. other than. Than Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. Right on, man. Man, you know, there it is. It's seven degrees of Ireland back in the podcast again. So then a bunch of other inventions came along after that. that oh, yeah, it better. went on. Yeah. So what do you got? You got anything well, I, yeah, I want to turn the corner. So we've told you a little bit about the history of the bike. Yep. And that's kind of the mechanical details, Keith. Okay. But I want to talk a little bit about the bike and the uh, American imagination or maybe okay. the Ireland imagination or whatever. So, Keith, like when I was a kid, oh, my goodness, dude, getting your first bike when you could really ride it and ride away from your house I mean, that's like freedom. Dude, that's it. Capital F-R-E-E-D-O-M. Freedom, man. All right. So who else was it freedom for, John? A huge movement. Women. Yes. Is that in your notes? Yeah. Well, I don't know, Keith. Yeah. I just know that. I'm just insightful. I discern discern this. Let's go ahead and touch on that. All right. So Susan B. Anthony. Susan B. Anthony. We all know her. She's the one that created the dollar, the Susan B. Anthony dollar. That's right. She did. And here's a No, she was a suffragette. Right. Who helped women bring suffrage. women the right to vote? I saw it's this awesome. thing. I saw this thing one time, where I don't remember what it was. It was like a prank show, and they were out on the street, and they were like, "Sign here to stop women's suffrage." <laughs> <laughs> and there was all kinds of women signing it. Oh my gosh! Man. I guess because it's similar to the word suffering, you know. Yeah, but stop <laughs> women's suffrage. Oh, Keith, I'm sorry you're going through such suffrage in this time uh, of your life. It was kind of funny. Anyway, Susan B. Anthony, this is a quote from her. She said, let me tell you what I think of bicycling. I think it has done more to emancipate women than anything else in the world. It gives women a feeling of freedom and self-reliance. I stand and rejoice every time I see a woman ride by on a wheel. The picture of free, untrammeled womanhood. That's awesome, man. Didn't that bring in the... uh that horrible, what is it, that horrible scandal of the bloomer? Yes, it is. Because yeah. a woman couldn't just crawl up on a bike with her Victorian skirt that went from her ankles to her nostrils. Right. So it kind of helped to, uh, well, the evolution of the woman's so what you're dress, saying is too. The, yeah, yeah, so what you're saying is the bicycle is responsible for the bikini. Uh, yeah, in some in, in, in the, the very beginnings, way. yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we did a podcast on bikinis, the early history would be, the bicycle. bicycle. There you go. So. All right, so think about it. So we're talking freedom, man. But, I mean, so, they weren't allowed to drive, though, right? Is that why it was freedom for them? May have been. That's a good point. I, I'm, I don't know. I don't I don't know. if It, it may have been. It may not that's have been illegal. What, that's kind of what I gather. Not illegal, but like just a lot of times. I mean, cars were not, weren't very ubiquitous back in that time anyway. I mean, right. we're talking late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah, cars weren't even just, invented no. yet, really. So just the fact that you could get out maybe in a big town and, and move and groove yeah. with your big skirt. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, it beats the heck out of walking. Absolutely. Actually, another interesting fact, while we're on the point, just go ahead and hit that. Yeah. Um, Experiments in Uganda, Tanzania, and Sri Lanka? Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. That's it, man. They showed that a bicycle can increase increase a poor family's income by as much as 35%. 35%, Keith. And so it's kind of like just that ability to get around and work and do things. Well, it is, and I saw some pictures of of it being a, you know— here in America, we're, we think of tractor trailers and trains hauling goods. But when your goods are something you grew or something you made at your home, man, this mode of transportation carries those goods to the market. 
Yeah. I saw a guy with a, in Burkina Faso with a bicycle loaded up with like some kind of big tapestries or woven mats that he had made. Yeah. I mean, that's how he, he couldn't carry all that stuff by himself, but he can load it on his bicycle and take it to wherever he can sell it. That's right. So anyway, that's pretty awesome. And the, so, the Wicked Witch of the West, she rode a bicycle too. Didn't she? Did she? I don't know. Was she like in the tornado on a bicycle? I mean, she might have been if she was. If she wasn't, she should have been. <laughs> so, Surely you remember um, Wizard of Oz. I remember it, man. I remember it somewhat. All right, so let's take it back to the freedom, man. I want to think about, here's the thing, the spirit of the bicycle. Yeah, we, yeah. we got the letter of the law, man. We know where it came from. So let's move forward to our day and age. We're talking like 70s, 80s yeah. coming of age. Stranger Things. Dude. Did you know? Show Stranger Keith. Things. Yeah. The Did you know? Do huh? The nostalgia of that. The nostalgia. Yeah. All right. Nostalgia. So I came of age in the seventies. I came, you came of, of age in the eighties. Eighties. Well, I was a kid in the eighties. Exactly, man. Perfect mm-hmm. bicycle time. Yeah. So I still remember Keith. Do you remember your first bicycle? I do. Yeah. Tell me mm-hmm. about it. Um, I think it was a hand-me-down from my sister. Okay. And um, my dad had painted it. Painted it. <laughs> painted, painted it. it. Little, little, little. Wipe that off my tongue. Painted, <laughs> painted it. Yeah. Black and white. All right. Like half of like I think the front half was white and the back half was black. Did it have ape hanger handlebars? No. And a banana seat. Uh, it had just kind of like regular handlebars. No, okay. I, I, it seems like my sister may have had one of those with the banana seat, but yeah. No, this one that was handed down to me. So Keith, I'm gonna tell you about regular. something, man. Okay. There was a bicycle boom in the early '70s. Oh, yeah. Went through the roof, dude. And some people would say it has to do primarily with a particular model of bicycle, the Schwinn Stingray. Mm, It was also known as the Muscle Bike. Now, Schwinn's been around a long time. Schwinn's been around a long time. They made a lot of good bikes, but in the late 60s, they made the Stingray, and they made it on up through the 70s, I know. It had the banana seat, the ape hanger bars. That's cool. Man, and there's actually a book, man. That's called Stingray Dreams. Oh, that's cool. This writer writes about growing up in the this very kind of informative years of the 70s, late 60s and 70s for him. And man, the sting he named his whole book after that. The Stingray, that was as big as getting a freaking Camaro or a, or a Mustang, man. When he got yeah. old enough to get a Schwinn Stingray and he could take off with his buddies and he could like have his candy cigarettes with a little <laughs> red tip on the end. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> And have his muscle bike. Yeah. Dude, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So I remember my first bike, or the first, I'll put it this way, the first bike I remember was way too big for me. It was a Free Spirit was the name of it from Sears. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. It was huge. It was way too gigantic for me. Sears and Roebuck? Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> yeah, I think Sears got rid of Roebuck at some point. But, yeah. you know, for me, man, Sears back in the 70s. Right. I loved looking through those Sears catalogs. Oh, my gosh. The Sears Christmas wish list. Dude, it had everything NFL. Did you know that Amazon is sending one out now? Really? So smart, yeah. It's like a toy guy. They're playing on nostalgia. Yes, they are. And it's just like so smart because kids will just sit there and just flip through it, and they'll circle what they want, and the parents got to get it for them. Man, I loved it. I would sit at my grandparents' house actually in this very room, which is not a den now, but a kind of a studio. Yeah, and uh, but I would sit just several feet from where I am right now and pour through that Sears catalog. I did, yeah, I did the same Look thing. Up the, uh, I'd everything circle so many in, I'd search, circle everything NFL and the yeah. whole thing, man. 
All right, so back to the bike. So the okay. Swin Stingray. I had a bike, too. Um, I looked it up today. I think I showed you. It was a Murray yeah. something flame thing. It was like a chopper. Like now, I a think motorcycle that bike I chopper. had, my first one was a Murray, I believe. Really? Yeah, yeah. Murray. Mm-hmm. And so I remember that. As a matter of fact, man, you talk about freedom. I remember being about 12. Me and my buddies, we'd start to tear that thing apart, man. We'd pull the bearings out. We'd pack the bearings. We'd put it back together. We'd put new seats. We'd yeah. put new whatever. And we would ride all across town. As a matter of fact, about 10, 15 years ago, I was telling my mother that like when I was 11 and 12, how far from home I rode my bicycle. Yeah. And she was shocked. Wow. She's like, dude, if I ever knew you rode your bicycle that far from the, from right. the house, you would have been grounded and I would have spanked your tail. Yeah. But it was incredible, man. Our whole culture, at least mine, in the neighborhood I was in, was all about your bicycle, yeah. man. Yeah, well, mine was too. Like, we, it wasn't a huge neighborhood, so I couldn't go off too far, you know, and my parents didn't have to worry about that too much. But we did ride around all around the neighborhood, you know, on our bikes. And uh, what's crazy is my kids today, I, I live in the same neighborhood I grew up in, and they do the same thing. They'll ride their bikes all over. And usually I won't let them go off our street, but anyway, right. you know, they ride up and down the street. Yeah, it's not quite as safe in some ways, maybe, it's as not. when we were growing up. Yeah. So we don't let them, we don't turn our kids loose like we did. Right. But I remember that one time, that same bicycle I'm talking about, man, I rode it all the way from our neighborhood. Yeah. Across to about two or three more neighborhoods. Oh, that's cool. Across to the Beltline Mall in Decatur, Alabama. Freedom. To, to freedom, man, to see some Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's nostalgia right there, man. There you go, brother. Yeah. That's some Stranger Things. It is. How about ramps, dude? Did you take your bike up some ramps, man? We tried. It failed a lot. But Oh, man. That's when the BMX <laughs> bike came along, right? Yeah. I knew a guy in our neighborhood broke his back on a BMX bike oh, trying wow. to jump. You know the big uh, the big things like behind grocery stores where they pull the trucks up to? Yeah. And it slants up, and it's yeah, like six a, feet in there. That's a big old ramp. Yeah, he man. took his BMX bike off that jump. Oh, gosh. In the 80s and broke his back. Yeah, that's why you don't do that. You don't do stupid yeah. stuff. I had better sense than that, Keith. See, our our neighborhood road was uh, being redone or something when I was a kid, so there's kind of like a little ramp there from like the ditch in the yard to the road. Oh, yeah. And so like we had like a little natural ramp there that we could pot wheelies on and stuff. It wasn't real big, but, you know. I remember one time I was riding down and my handlebars came off. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, crap, what do I do now, you know? Man, I broke my arm on my bike once, man. There's a beast that's ubiquitous. How you like that? There's the second word of the day. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm riding back from the baseball fields, man. I lived like three blocks from the baseball fields. Right. And if I wasn't playing baseball, I was going to see a buddy who played baseball. So I'm driving back, and I've got this big, heavy beast from Murray. Yeah. It's this newfangled invention called the mountain bike. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, you started out, you had just your plain old, big old cruiser-looking bikes in the right. 50s. Then you had the Schwinn Stingray, man. Then you had some early BMX bikes coming along. The 10-speed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. And now they have all types. Oh, all my kinds gosh. Of There's a, yeah. bikes. We, we're not even hitting on a lot of the, uh, the, the more modern stuff, stuff yeah. but we're kind of hitting the nostalgic history trip on here. But What is some of the modern ones? You got your, your speed bike. You got your cruiser. Yeah, cruiser's kind of more like an old school kind of thing. And you have your mountain bike. I've got a pretty good mountain bike, man. I've got a Diamondback mountain bike that when I was a kid, or when I was a teenager, Diamondback was big in the BMX scene. Right. You had like GT and um, 
I knew some guys in school that were big bike dudes and skaters, and they had like the Diamondbacks. But now Diamondback makes some really nice mountain bikes. Well, that's cool. I need to get my big Schnitzel on that bike. What I have start now exercising is a little bit. considered a hybrid. It's a swing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a little hybrid. bit. It's it's a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. It is. You could go off road on it, but it's really better for the. Right. Road. It's exactly. got like a more comfortable seat than a mountain bike would. Right. I ain't going up in there any giblets and everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, I experienced that as an adult. I got on a I got on the old <laughs> mountain bike without the proper now I realize why those guys wear those uh, spandex shorts. Yeah. I got on there without the proper spandex, attire. Yeah, they made the spandex shorts with like a gel pad on the butt. Yeah. 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 It wasn't the butt I was worried about so much, but Well it's up in there though. But it's, that gel it's in pad that general in vicinity. Yeah. So but anyway, man. I look back just like with a real nostalgic view of bicycles yeah, too. and what they meant to me. And I remember, man, I was so upset. My grandfather got me a 10-speed, man. I moved from the BMX to the 10-speed. And, you know, I took the 10-speed to the um, baseball fields. Yeah. And it got stolen. Oh, gosh. Man, I was, I was so sad. That is terrible. And then I Still even knew the kid. I, I even knew the oh, kid the at kid. school who stole it. I Beat saw him, him had my bike at school. Did you whoop his tail? No, I didn't. He's bigger and older than me. <laughs> and I had really no proof. I didn't have like a serial number. Oh, yeah. But there was only one of that 10-speed. Yeah. And that dirty heathen stole it. I hope he enjoyed it. Yeah. But that's when I got the Murray Mountain Bike. And on the Murray Mountain Bike, Keith, you had the little thumb gears. Well, it worked like out now. for you then. It did. Well, it worked out in this sense. Anyway, I broke my arm on that bike. On the mountain bike? Yeah. Gosh. I was, you know, the little thumb gears? Yeah. One arm was really hard, so I reached over with my left hand to push the thumb gear on the other side. Probably not a good idea. Not a good idea, and the steering wheel like went, or the handlebars went like, Psh! man, I was on my face. i tell you what else is not a good idea. We went out to the track in Rainbow City not that long ago. Yeah, as and, you uh, do. We had the dog with us, and all we were on bicycles. And I just thought, you know, if the dog gets to going too fast, he was kind of pulling me along. I thought, well, if he gets going too fast, I'll just press the brake, kind of ease on the brake, and it'll slow him down. Well, my big old golden retriever, that did not work at all. As soon as I hit the <laughs> brake, it like locked up, and it flipped me over the top of the bicycle that going can happen. rather fast. That can happen. And somehow or another, John, I just stood up without a scratch on me. I don't know how that I went. I That's went, awesome. Yeah, I literally flipped the bike and myself and st- on concrete, stood up. Not a scratch on me. Awesome, man. I don't know how that happened. It's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle, it was. Keith. So, Keith, one last thing here. Let All me right, tell you one of, my, one of the most traumatic injuries I have ever had. Two of the most traumatic injuries. I told you about breaking my arm. Yep. But the other most traumatic injuries, I am, we'll say in our 40s, or you're not. Nope. But I am. Um, I've still got scars on my knees to prove this, Keith. All right. I was not far from here, and I had the old... Uh, Free spirit from Sears. I was about seven years old. I thought I was a big shot. I'd learned to ride my bike without wheels. Without hands, that is. And some uh, bikes just have the single cross member from the front tube to the seat. Yeah. And others have this the cross member from the front to the seat. The cross have, what? The cross member. Okay. <laughs> and they have two more bars going up to that cross beam. Yeah. All right. Well, on mine, since they had the two going up to the cross beam... I thought I was cool. I could put my feet up on that mm-hmm. while I was riding without no hands, Keith. Oh, goodness. So my feet are way... So you know what that does to your center of gravity, Keith? Not not so good. Seven-year-olds don't know about center of gravity until <laughs> no, they you, bite the dust you in a very vicious it pretty way. Quick. So there was a hill that went down from this little church on the right, down this hill, 
into where a uh, let's shall we say a particular Rainbow City shopping center is now, and a bank. Mm-hmm. There, it will go down that big hill into the parking lot of this thing. So I start heading down that hill with my feet on those two bars. Gosh. And the front wheel just starts flapping back and forth, man. Ooh. And I bit the dust, and I scraped every inch of meat off both of my knees. God. And I got back up. I had gravel stuck in my knees. Ow. I mean, my whole shins, oh, I was bloody, man. I walked my bike home crying and screaming and had just bloody graveled up knees. Oh, you, and I've still got scars on my knees to But this you learned day. about center of gravity. I did. It was yeah. an important lesson. I learned that, and I haven't made that mistake. Probably the yet. most dangerous thing I ever did was up at uh, Fall Creek Falls, Tennessee. We're camping, and there's this huge hill to get down to where the swimming hole is. And I'm not talking about a hill. I'm talking about like a mountain. You and, get a line, I'll get a pole. Honey, we'll go down to the fishing hole. Right. Honey, so, child. anyway, I rode my bike from the campground down the mountain to the to the uh, swimming hole. Yep. And I didn't have any wrecks. It was fine. But it's very dangerous because I imagine I got up to probably forty-five or fifty on a bicycle because I was flying down that hill. Speaking of flying, Keith, let's end this on a a interesting factoid. Yes, the bicycle actually may have what bankrolled. Yes, a lovely little thing we call flight because who was some famous bike makers? The Wright brothers. The Wright Cycle Company, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Manufactured yep. and sold their bicycles during the boom of the 1890s. They sold them, and I think they manufactured their own, too, right? Sure, absolutely. And so, anyway, the bike craze in the late 1800s actually funded the invention of flight. And it me. also had a big impact on the auto industry. It did. Things like ball bearings, yeah. uh, spoked wheels, other stuff like that came from bicycle inventions that impacted that. Not only that, but the industrial models of manufacture. yeah. And um, mechanization and mass production carried over to people like Ford and GM and that sort of thing. Everybody so. says Ford and came up with that himself, the mass production. Yeah, he likes to think he did. He came up with some techniques. Anyway. He, he did. He stole it and added to it. And you Yeah. Know, I heard he's generally a, just an all-around unpleasant fella. Is he still around? For, yeah, he's, he's about 200 years old now. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, let's polish this one off, man. All right, what you got? Polish it up like a turd. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Let's polish this turd. All right, so John and Keith here with uh, some flumadiddle at doyouflumadiddle.com, doyouflumadiddle at gmail.com. And Keith, what should the people do if they love this delightful goodness that we're sharing with them? Share it on Facebook, and then you get yourself an entry for a T-shirt. All right, what else should they do? Tell your friends about it. And they should also go into their favorite podcast app, be that yeah. Apple Podcasts, Pocket Google Cast, Podcast. Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you use. Hit follow or subscribe. Exactly. And please, if you think about it, give us a new... Uh, five-star rating. Exactly. It's like the five-star Chinese buffet. Five-star. Five-star. We love you. Thank you for listening to Bicycles. And we hope this would this one particularly helped evoke some memories of some your childhood. Nostalgia. Yeah, absolutely. Your bicycular activities in your youth. All right. God bless. Peace out.